Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Pitch Chat Group Chat. We got the whole gang here. You got myself, JP Fashon, and Connor Burns. JP, how you doing, sir? I'm good. I'm good. WBC's over, man. That's sad, but opening day's around the corner, so we're we're excited for that. Hell yeah, baby. Burnsy, what's what's going on, my brother? How are you? Doing well, boys. Uh Monday, I embark on baseball season, so um my last kind of free weekend and then every weekend after that i got i got games i got games for the next five months six months seven months oh I'm yeah well pretty i'm excited but we'll see i like it i like it i'm actually in almost not exact opposite but uh i'm going on vacation tomorrow boys Woo! Yeah, taking a little week-long vacay. By the time this gets released, I'll still be on vacay uh, for another, like, four days. So don't reach out to me um, <laughs> until, until I get back. But, yeah, uh, exciting times for the, the podcast here. Exciting times. Uh, we got the season rolling around with MLB. We've got uh, the Canadians figuring out how to start the season and I'm, I'm on a vacation what a wild world what a wild world um with the world baseball classic how do you guys feel what are you guys thoughts um jp i want to hear yours especially due to the fact of your relation uh with driveline and the incorporation that driveline has had with um i won't name athletes because I don't, I don't know how much is undisclosed or whatever but Good amount of athletes from the U.S. side. Uh, good amount of athletes from the Japan side, I believe. So what was that like going through and not just, you know, watching it because it's really good baseball, but also having that personal, like, work connection to everything? Yeah. I mean, the WBC is fun, just period. Um, and I think it's the fun part about working with high-level athletes is watching them on TV, you know, but I think I think for me I end up yelling at the TV more than I would have. Just you know you swinging a bad pitch and I'm yelling about swing decisions and then a guy you know fouls one off or whatever I'm like you gotta get you gotta get your hips open or you know whatever. So we worked on that literally. <laughs> exactly. Um, so you know it's it's good to see see him out there see him uh, see him play really well and um, you know dude like Lars man like. What a what an experience for that guy, uh, going to win it and uh after after working so hard over the last two years to crack into the MLB lineup and, and be an everyday guy there and then go win the WBC with the uh, with Team Japan is just awesome. That's pretty um, awesome. I'll ask you guys this. Are you guys like big homers during this or are you guys more just like like to see good baseball? And what do you, I, do you mean big homers like home runs? Like you're like no, like fucking like Team USA all the way, like, like die hard. Are you just you're just watching every game, just liking liking to see the different talent from everywhere? I I like just watching every every game and just I mean it's just good baseball. You know you get the best best baseball players in the world playing against each other. I, I just like watching good baseball. Um, and I was you know watching with my roommate who runs Lover. Uh, he's he's the director of japan operations and um and and watching it with them is fun because you get a lot of context behind it but 
I was a I wouldn't say I was diehard USA, um, but it was nice to see him actually play well this year. Um, I'll be honest, didn't watch too many games. Um, I'm I'm wanting to get more into watching games. Um, I had forgot for a while why I stopped watching. Um, and then I heard A Rod open his mouth, and I was like, oh, that's, that's right. I hate yeah. listening to this man. Um, and then John Smalls opened his mouth, and I was like, oh, yeah. It's not just one of them. It's a panel full of them. Um, so I, I didn't tune into too many. Um, obviously, loving all the clips, loving all the highlights and stuff like that. Um, honestly, like, I just wanted good baseball. Like, I, I didn't care if, you know, it was Mexico and Japan or – you know, the Dominican Republic, they came through, like, just having good baseball with energy. Um, Eric Sim had a tweet out that said, uh, you know, the pitch clock, if that was the thing to make games more interesting, or uh, the game clock wasn't instituted in the WBC, that's not how you make games more interesting. You have more competitive teams playing. Um, and, I mean, single-game elimination kind of stuff, you have dudes representing their, like, country, playing with their best friends that they, like, grew up with um, and stuff like that. And so, for me, it was more so just watching how guys, like, you know, interact with each other, the energy that they have in the dugout. Watching Mike Trout actually, like, smile, that was really cool. Like, I don't know about you guys, but seeing him enjoy being on the baseball field, that was neat. Watching watching Mike Trout actually just, like, play uh, meeting Maybe yeah. yeah, that's pretty yeah, that cool. Was, yeah, that's that was awesome thing to see. Yeah. yeah. Um. Uh, did you guys? Did you guys see the? Meme? I couldn't. Did you see the meme of the three-headed dragon, where it's like two serious dragons, and then a, and it was like Shohei, Mike Trout, Shohei, and Mike Trout on the same team, and it's like, dude, we gotta figure that out. Like, if we if we need to, like. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's going to take when California falls into the ocean for them to get rid of the angels or some shit. I don't know. But we got changed something. Well, just, just the biggest blemish on an organization to have both those guys in the lineup and not compete. <laughs> They're the worst. That's it. That's the thing with baseball, too. It's like you look at the, the big four sports, right? Like basketball, especially basketball, you get a, a dude it changes your organization. You're suddenly like you, you get a top 10 player in the league. You're suddenly like a legit team, right? Football depends on the position. Like if you get a legit quarterback, you're suddenly, you're just different. Right. And then hockey less. And then baseball, it's like, man, does, you can have one of the best players in the world, but like there's so many different factors. Like there's, it's a, it's a one through nine lineup. You got a full bullpen. You got a full staff. Like, and the angels have just done an absolute, dog shit job of developing like holy christ man holy cow like that give the guy some fucking help do go make a big signing do something draft well i don't fucking know do something oh because they've made the big signings did you remember rendon upton oh, that was a bad <laughs> what was the what was the second baseman the big signing that they had like a year or two ago, um, high contact guy. It's uh oh man, it's one of my least favorite hitters. 
Oh, we, you know who I'm talking about. That he was a big sign. Yeah. Well, who who the fuck do they need to go out and get always? Pitching. Well, they need. Pitching. Just get rid of. Sell Trout. Sell Shohei. Just sell them. Get all the draft yeah. picks. Get all. No. No, that's not going to work because they fucking they get the minor league. Right. Get get already like prospects. Like just get rid of them. Just the best thing you could do for those two is to get rid of them. Like that's the best thing that they could do for them is just get rid of them. It's it's top two. I I respect the shit out of Trout. Just like just signing his career there, and he's just like, nah, I'm going to stay here. Respect the hell of it, but man, you got that guy there. Fucking help him out. For God's sake, help that man. The like, man hit 40 bombs in 96 games, I believe. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, did you see the, uh, who is it, Mad Dog? Yep. I, I can't remember. What an average team. Terrible team. God, what an ass. Mike Trout just strikes out all the time. Bro, Mike Trout does not strike out all the time. Also, also, like you want a competitive bet, Otani threw threw a hundred mile an hour fastball right down the middle, twice. Like he twice, twice. Also, like, Mike Trout just got beat, dude. Like also, great at that. He got beat. Did you guys know that Otani threw a cutter? Because I didn't. I saw it in that bat. I was like, what the fuck. He just has a hundred mile per hour cutter now too. So like, I was fuck. going back. I watched John Boy's video uh, on the breakdown of the AB. And he said he does have a cutter, but it normally sits around like 91. <laughs> yeah. He just mixed in a hundred mile per hour cutter. I could see you later. Jesus. Well, didn't he I saw that? I was like, what the fuck? What Did, the fuck? Didn't he start throwing a sinker this year too? Or like last year after he got like roasted on a sinker and he was like, hmm, I guess I'll throw a hundred mile an hour sinker. Dude, I uh... I, I was actually lucky enough. I got to see him live last summer because uh, I went to Toronto for a game. Yeah, it was unreal, man. I, I saw uh, Manoa and Shohei go out at sick game. And that was like, I think his third or fourth start after he added that. Oh, my God. Like, just like 98, just like you got no fucking chance with the slider. And then now you had a cutter. Like, what? Like, and then you got the splitter. Like, what are you supposed to do as a hitter? I mean, hit. What do you pay? Pick a pitch. Pick a pitch and pray. He, I, he's going to win the MVP every fucking year. Like, he should. Rightfully so. Like, rightfully should. so. It sucks. They need to make a, like, a platinum MVP award and just keep the MVP yeah, all, all the time. Well, this is going to be a dumb question. Do they have a, like, I know they have silver sluggers, but do, do they just have, is it the Hank Aaron award? That's just the, the best. best hitter, and then the the yeah. Cy Young for the. Hey, you know what? Do we just give him the MVP, or do we give him the Hank Aaron and the Cy Young? I think we just give him the MVP every year. Just, Why not all three? Yeah, well, yeah. If he has a really good year, you give him all three. <laughs> like, and the, the other the other scary scary part. Did you guys see that ball he hit that Trey Turner dove for, and he beat it out? Beat it out. That's crazy. That's the thing that he's just like. I think he got clocked player. twenty miles an hour or some shit. Man, I don't like. I don't. I don't even care that he's only played three years. He's the best player that's ever lived. Like he just is. 
it doesn't it doesn't matter. Like he is the best player that is ever gonna step on. It's fucking insane. There was think, a go ahead. Do you think too like this is gonna allow more two way guys? Like obviously not you're not gonna see like forty of them, but like do you think there's gonna be more show hayes coming out of the woodwork now? Well or do you think this just like the unicorn, like he will never see. I can't see because like Shohei's different because he came from a, a professional organization before. Like he came from a professional league before, so I think MLB teams got to see that he could do it. Uh, he could do it at a high, like both at a high level. So I don't think you're going to get like a college guy that that two way that MLB teams are going to allow to continue to do that through the minor leagues. Like I feel like the. They might not let him do it for a year, but like, oh, oh, like you didn't hit very good, so like now you're just a pitcher, and like, yeah, they're just gonna cut everybody short. They did that with Hunter I, Green. Yeah, yeah, I could see because this happens a lot in college. I could see like, um, some dude like really, really good hitter, middle of the lineup guy who also just throws cheese. Like, I could, I could see something in the future like this, like a, a closer. Or or a late college guy. Honestly, not a junior. Yeah, exactly. Close. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't think we're. That was Dahlbeck's role. Do this when he was at U of A. He was a third baseman closer for him. Then he gets drafted with the Red Sox, and they just shut him down as a pitcher. I hope. Like, I I just I don't want. Okay, here's here. Am I on a delay right now? Massive. (laughs) <laughs> yeah I think <laughs> yeah, sorry go ahead <laughs> um like I, I just don't want to game <laughs> the internet that new facility burns the good lord wow the uh I, I just hope teams don't I don't want them to make players into that but i also don't want them to just automatically split them like let them show it off like if you know if they can do it that's awesome you know but don't don't just like say like you know here's our mold this is what you have to do like i think it opens the idea i think teams are going to now be looking for the next show hey um hopefully they're open to the idea of it um, will there be another Shohei? Probably not for a while. Like, the dude's just wild. Like, I don't... I mean, the man is large. Like, a large human being. He looks like what well, you would create in MLB The Show. Like, he... Like, you know when you're going through... I don't know about you guys, but I used to do this. Where I would, like, make the waist super small, make the shoulders absolutely massive, Make the thighs massive, bicep like, like pure hourglass figure. Like I would make my players that, and then I would make them as fast as possible. I would make them to where they could absolutely hit nukes, and obviously always a lefty hitter. Um, and like that's like he is who I would make in MLB The Show, and is just now a player as in MLB The Show. So yeah. I hope I hope they open. He's like benching three fifteen in season, deadlifting five hundred in season. His his percentiles from last year: ninety seventh average exit velocity, hundred percentile max EV, 
92nd percentile hard hit rate, 75th percentile sprint speed. Like, what? What? He's just wild. And I guess I heard he's gained 2 million followers on Instagram over the last two weeks. Which is like, why can't MLB do that? Like, why why can't the MLB, like, market their players? Um, someone had a really good quote about it, was that Bryce Harper's been in the, you know, limelight, essentially, since he was, like, 13 or 14. And I guess, I think he has 1.7 million followers. Kyle Kuzma has 5 million. And that's just, like, because NBA, like, lets, like, markets their players better and lets them do stuff more, where MLB is just like, nah, we're going to create blackouts. Um, You can't even watch your own team when you live in your own state. And it's just, like, it's just so frustrating. I'm trying to pull up his size. Um, So, apparently he's 6'4", 210. But I would be very curious to find out when he was weighed. Because that man looks like a good like two thirty. He's a big boy. He looks. He looks. He is so strong. It's wild. Hey man, good for him. I had um one of my uh, old coaches went through and put out on uh, Facebook. It was just essentially talking about how um you know Japan does all this small ball uh and you know all these things and. Uh, wondering when uh, America will start to get back and accepting of more small ball. And I don't know. I was just like wondering if I watched the same World Baseball Classic. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think they, they didn't bunt very much. They didn't bunt more than any other team. They hit nukes. And they hit home runs. They put together good at bats. They play really good defense. I'll give you that. They're pitching they play again. Yeah. There's there's some dudes um coming down the fucking pipeline from that Jeff the Japan league though. Holy Christ. Dude. It's it's wild. Their their young dudes are outrageous. And imagine if they actually like use analytics. Oh yeah. The, man, that'd be crazy. Yeah, who I man, I wish there was somebody that could go there and teach them about analytics. Ah, man, wouldn't that be great? Be crazy. Be crazy. Crazy. That'd be great. Um, man. Hey, here's here's my uh, WBC take right now. Okay, I tweeted it out yesterday. So, with the with the Olympics with hockey, they'd go every four years. Obviously, this was when the NHL players are playing. Instead of the all-star break, they did take a two-week break and, like, allow all the players to go to the Olympics. This was, like, mid-season, February. Instead of the all-star break, every three years, you take two weeks off. You do the WBC then. I would love that. Because oh, ev- everyone's in mid-season form. You're not you're not necessarily worried about uh, pitch counts and stuff like that. You're not going to get any flack from the organizations because everyone's mid-season. And er- everyone's in their good form right there, man. Hundred percent. Don't even don't even Reynolds. I would love that. Organizations would hate that. They'd be so worried. Somebody get 
Oh, even more because like in the playoff push in the second half, and we we lost this guy. Like, yeah, but I I think you're right. I and it's like I I just I don't mind when it's going on because like right now it's spring training. Like, if they weren't playing in the World Baseball Classic, they'd just be playing in spring training. Now, are they playing at the same height or the same intensity? No, but. I would almost say that's better because I feel like now those guys coming back from the World Baseball Classic, I feel like they're going to be more mid-season form than other guys like would when they finish spring training. I I think if you look to do it in the middle of the year, like making the All-Star break a two-week thing, I think a lot of organizations would be more against that, like how, what JP said, just because like, you know, if you go through and – Let's say, you, you know, it, it sucks with Edwin Diaz, right? Like, because he's out for the entire year. Um, now, thinking of Jose Altuve, broke his thumb. He's going to be out for the first two months. If this would have happened during the All-Star break, he's done, like, for the rest of the year. He's not playing in postseason. He's not doing that. Now he's able to get back still with, like, middle of the year, still good amount of baseball going on. I think – if a player was to get hurt now, it just allows for more rehab time before, you know, it gets truly nitty-gritty. Um, where if, if you wait for the middle of the year, I think there's too many other, uh, like, things to go wrong. I also think yeah. pitch stuff is just like, if you're a pitcher and you're like, hey, you know, I can't go over this pitch count because it's really early in the year, like, just say you didn't do anything this awesome. Just, just say that. That's fine. Like, if you can't get to a decent pitch count by the time we're basically done with spring training. Like you have done nothing all off season. Yep. Yeah. I also, I also think though, though it's like more on the organizations, like just literally like putting that in place. Like no, doesn't matter what the player's done. It's like, no, he's not throwing over 50 pitches. Yeah. That's what, what maybe right. I think it's more on them, but. Once again, then just as an organization, be like, yeah, our guys don't do anything. <laughs> we expect our guys not to do anything in the offseason. Yeah. The only thing is with Reynolds that, like, I I do get that. And, like, man, I go back, like, with the Olympic stuff. Like, there's been injuries and stuff, and it's been, like, guys have lost their whole years, and it's been tough. But you run the same risk just playing regular games still yeah. in – you know what I mean? Like, if, like, you know, like, we look at back at spring training, like, Brandon Nemo fucked up his knee in spring training. Like, it's baseball. There's injuries, right? It's just, I think they just use that to just, like, they want someone to blame there, and that's why it looks so bad. But it's like, well, this shit literally still could have happened easily in a regular game. Oh, um, yeah. I I didn't say, but I do think that it that it is good, though. Like, it is during spring training. Because, like, right now, normal spring training i'm not fucking paying attention honestly. right now it's getting me in baseball and like i'm fired up for opening season so i do think that is a plus but i don't know i think they should not every two years just like keep it the same just do it every two years and like run it yeah there man there could there there's some cool ideas you could definitely do i just would i'd like you don't even know like Guys, I'm on such a bad delivery. <laughs> I would just, I would love to see the MLB like actually put money and stuff into it. 
Yeah, no, it'd be it'd be better. Um, I honestly like, I don't know, I like listening to A Rod and John Smoltz too. Like, did you guys hear the comment about uh, Shohei Otani's entering RPM mode? <laughs> I did not hear that. Did you guys catch that? Yeah, they're uh, they were saying how uh, when he was coming in that he he's entering RPM mode and his RPM uh, they they just kept like. His fastball, oh, that was a that's a good RPM, and like they, like I literally feel like they just got like, hey, here are like keywords to use, and they're just like, um, RPM mode, yeah, let's let's say that, like, oh, he's entering, like, they, I shit you not, they said he is entering RPM mode, and my I my dad looks at me, and he goes, what's RPM mode? And I go, that's a great question, dude. Question. That's a great no question. No idea. Like, it's so bad. And then there was another Herod comment where it was it was in the ninth, and it was after this uh, the slider that struck Trout out. And he goes, "Oh man, seen the slider like that before? Uh, huh, Smoltz?" And I'm just like, "No, no, no, you have it. No, you yeah. have it. Like, John's maybe slider did not." Maybe because they they were both like I looked up his you know average velo on a slider they were similar, but the the break the the RPM mode that you know Shohei entered to throw that slider like they, they're different they are different they are not the same. I I saw a tweet um I'll I'll read this off I don't know what stuff plus model they're using because there's a bunch of stuff plus models out there but it broke. The stuff plus model, so it was, it was at an eighty twenty scale. It was an eighty one on an eighty twenty scale stuff plus. <laughs> expected ground ball rate forty percent. Expected whiff rate fifty one percent. On that slider, that's crazy. So you're telling me there was technically a nine percent chance that he didn't roll over a swing and miss? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know. If only if if Mike Trout John just didn't Smoltz strike out every bat at bat, by Burns. If John Smoltz just didn't, if Mike Trout just didn't strike out every at bat, then you know, maybe we would have had a better opportunity there. Like, I don't know. I also thought one of the coolest parts of the, I thought one of the coolest parts of it was when I was wa- I was watching Mex- uh, Mexico versus Japan, and it was right after Shohei hit his double. Um, and I can't remember the guy's name that came up after him. He was like 0 for 4, I think, with 3Ks. And dude hit the walk-off. And it's like, like that's the thing I'm trying to get like my players to get understand and get used to, where it's like, you can be 0 for 4, but going 1 for 5 and you having the, the you know walk-off hit, no one's going to remember your 3Ks. No one's going to remember the fact that you're 0 4 before that. All they're going to remember is that you hit the walk off. Like, so many things can just change with one swing of the bat for whether it's your team, yourself, like whatever it is. And for me, I was like just sitting there, like, that's awesome. I, I'll admit, I was sitting there yelling at the screen or at the TV, bunt, bunt, bunt. Like, get Shohei over to third. You have one out. Uh, you're 0 for 4. Like, bunt. And the dude said, hey, hold, hold this for me, buddy. And smacked the ball over uh, over uh, 
was that uh uh Rosarena? Like like I was just like, you know what? That that's baseball, baby. Not baseball well, too. Wasn't that uh wasn't that the dude that hit like fifty six bombs last year? Fifty six home runs last year. Broke the home run record. That dude's insane. He's like twenty three. Dude, his swing is fucking awesome. I oh, hold on. So and, oh, and then just quiet, quiet, quiet early. Oh my god. Oh, so good. So good. Oh man. I love it. No no team Canada talk for WC. <laughs> yeah. How's uh how's Buddy doing, the nineteen year old? Someone should check around. How's your guys' uh mental health? Like institutions, <laughs> free healthcare, but <laughs> buddy needs to check into one. <laughs> man, I, I will, fuck. That's a tough. I mean, he was a sacrificial lamb, man. We weren't gonna start anybody. Oh yeah, from it, like why would you waste something against the U.S.? But dude, fuck. I, they, I don't know what the hell they're doing over there. We had four guys in the roster that hadn't pitched in three plus years. John Axford was one of them. Coming off also a TJ, hadn't pitched in four years. And like Philip Omont had like a cup of coffee in the big leagues, hadn't pitched in four years. And it's like, why are we not taking some fucking like, we got a bunch of dudes in double A. Why don't we take some of them, these guys who haven't pitched in forever? Also, not to mention, Joey Votto literally won't play for the Team Canada because he got snubbed for the junior national team the same year he got drafted in the first round. He like will not play. Won't play for Team Canada. Fucking insane. I respect that. I respect it too, but like, fuck. I respect that. Um, Look, I mean, I, it's tough for teams like Canada, like to compete. You know what I mean? For sure. But like, you watch how how well Australia competed. Like, kind of held on. Oh, like Aussies played. Yeah. Hold on. Did you guys know? Because we actually have an Australian that trains here at the facility. And before the World Baseball class started, he was ripping on them, ripping on them. And I was trying to figure out why. Uh, I guess they are, like, a hugely, like, political, like, very, like, you know, daddy ball almost to a point where there was an actual pitcher that was a lefty. He was, like, 6'4", 6'5". He is the son of one of the coaches and was sitting, like, 82". And it like he, the uh, Aussie came up to us. He was like, "That's what I'm talking about. Like those are the dudes that go and play for Team Australia, or like the kids' sons." I'm like, "Yeah, that kind of sucks." That's kind of kind of cool. I had a player I coached last year. He played for uh, Team Pakistan in one of the qualifiers. Hey, that's that's sick. That's kind of- See, that's the, that's the cool part I think for the WBC and like why it's so good for baseball in general like it gives dudes that really wouldn't have an opportunity to play on a stage like that get to mm-hmm. play puts baseball into communities that i don't think would normally get baseball uh there because of that it just gets it just gets people excited about the game that that normally wouldn't yeah ever sound did you guys see the video of it was like mlb visuals or some shit like that like field field stats i'd I don't know where uh, it was Mike Trout's uh, one of his home runs where he had like ninety five mile an hour Basby. Yes, holy shit! I thought Basby didn't matter. I don't know if that's real. Bad. I saw it at first and just going slow, 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 and then just went ninety five. I was like, holy. Fuck. So Joe, oh. explain. 
yeah, I do have a, I do have a little, a little beef, uh, with the numbers coming out right now. It's not beef, not beef. Uh, but let me, let me pull this up real quick. Let me see. Uh, we got bad speed at 94 miles an hour, right? Yeah, with it. Okay, let's take a look at a quick little deal that I made uh, a while back. And it's basically you can give your smash factor, all the, the colors, and then it's going to have your exit velocity down the left-hand side and bat speed down the right-hand side. So let's take a look at, like, predicted exit velocity if you swung the bat 95 miles an hour. Let's say you don't hit that well. Now, now as a reminder, 1.2 is kind of your your peak, right? Uh, somewhere in there. So let's say let's say you don't want the ball there well. Uh, or excuse me, point two is your is your peak. If you swung the bat ninety five, and you barely touch it, right? Uh, it's gonna go forty miles an hour. You just like barely touch it. If we get to like a reasonable last year's uh, last year's average uh on contact was right around one. Uh, ninety five. Just just out of the out of. The- uh, so I don't know if like those bat speeds are necessarily accurate. Uh, the technology that they're using, uh, and they're basically every MLB stadium, most of the minor league stadiums, uh, this year is called Hawkeye. So they use cameras and it's essentially like a motion or markerless motion capture system. Um, so they're going to take, uh, screenshots of the video and then predict based on uh, what the different velocities are. Uh, so this is a tweet from Anthony Brady. Um, he was our uh, head biomechanist uh, for a while, and now he works for the Red Sox. Uh, but he put out this tweet uh, last year, and he is looking at the different bat speeds at different points along the bat. So we know like a, a point closer to the center of rotation is going to move faster, right? Like an ice skater pulling their arms in, things are going to move faster. Uh, same thing with the bat. Um except for the opposite because it's a measurement of a circle. So you got to move faster to get around the arc um, of the longer circle. So we have all this nice little rainbow here. We're looking at the end of the bat, this, this kind of pink, uh, pink guy here. And we have that end uh, bat speed at the top. And you can see how much higher that bat speed gets uh, than the six inch mark, which we're typically used to with, with blast and stuff. So let me see if I can pause this and get close to contact. Or around there, maybe. Yeah. Somewhere around there. So we got 97 miles an hour. That's a lot of bat speed, right? But that is the end of the bat. Blast is going to measure six inches from the end of the bat, which is like your sweet spot typically uh, for most bats. Um, and we can see how much lower that is. So 80 miles an hour bat speed is what would typically be read uh, on a blast sensor, uh, give or take a few miles an hour for uh, air. Um, and one of the things that Tango... Um, who's uh, stat, he does stat cast stuff for the MLB and things like that. Uh, really smart guy. Uh, he was basically saying that because of the swing arc, um, it, it kind of going in a circle, roughly give or take every inch from the end of the bat going towards the handle, uh, is going to reduce your, your speed measurement by about uh, three miles an hour, which kind of matches up with what Brady's uh, done in our Biomech lab, uh, where we kind of 80, 83. 85.8, 88 point 7, or 91. Uh, so what I think is happening more than more than anything with kind of numbers like this uh, is is for whatever reason, 
uh, we're getting numbers from the end of the bat. Uh, but what's interesting that this guy started putting on there is swing speed. I don't know the difference between speed, swing speed and bat speed, barrel speed. Uh, I don't know what their definitions are. This seems a lot more accurate uh, for like what we're going to see on black. Um, and, and once again, like maybe guys swing the bat this fast, um, but blast caps that speed at 89.9. Uh, so if you swing any faster than that, it's going to pop up as 89.9 again. Um, but I would bet we're seeing uh, speeds closer towards the end of the bat, and that's why they're reading a little bit higher, uh, because otherwise dudes would be hitting balls 120 a lot more often. Damn. It makes a lot more sense. Beef. We'll beef with that. Um mostly because I I, I think it's not genuine. I'm not saying they're doing it on purpose, but I think it, it it is causing some misinformation for the general public when we start having bat speed discussions and training bat speed. I think a lot of people go to like, oh, that's really fast. Um, or oh, that's not that fast, or like see the bat speeds don't match up with the physics model everybody uses. Um, I think there's just a little bit deeper levels that we need to, to kind of look at. I like it. I like it. And I mean, there was the video of Yaldon Alvarez hitting uh, like one in the ALDS, I think. Uh, and the video popped up that he had like 95 mile an hour bat speed. And I mean, that's, that's just crazy. Um, but when you're comparing one way, to comparing it where you're tracking that information in a different way, it makes it tough to be able to compare. And so being able to break down, um, shout out to Anthony uh, for the for the visuals, uh, go Bears. Um, yeah, that I mean, that it makes a lot of sense. I think it clarifies a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, it's like trying to explain to Reynolds what 400 feet looks like. You know, he's just going to have no idea. We're just measuring it differently, you know? 400 meters is definitely not 400 feet. You Canadian jack wagon. <laughs> is it cold out there, Bernsey? No. Pretty warm to that. Nice beanie. I like it. Um, Burns, you got anything? On that. On that, what we just discussed? Just anything in general. Before I... Is, I mean, I I I I can run Look, with my beef, but I'm going to have a chance. I got beef with both of you. I will quit this podcast. <laughs> if it's the Canadian, I'll tell you. About it. Yeah, getting sick of it. All right. Um, no, that that definitely that just that makes sense though, because like you see those numbers, and you're like, holy fuck, like yeah. I feel like you're gonna see a lot of that where it's like, holy shit, like that's crazy, crazy bad speed. Like I've never seen that before. That definitely makes a lot of sense if they are measuring it from just straight up into the past. I think the other thing too is just like the accelerometer at the handle is going to use some something to predict what the end of the bat is doing, and like the variance there is going to be a lot higher. Like they're not going to be as accurate as like in our motion capture lab where we're sticking a little marker right where the bat, where the barrel is, and like tracking it with cameras. Like that's going to be a lot more accurate um, than even kind of using a camera system. Uh, not to say that one's better than the other, but they're just different. Um, I, I don't know. I would, I would say the one that's more accurate is probably better. It's probably better. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, 
it seems it is my time to shine. Uh, digesting the beef. Here we are. Um, it's been a little bit, been a little bit, um, since we've had one, but it is time to bring it back. Um, I don't know. I was kind of like last night watching, you know, listening to A-Rod, uh, and shit like that. It kind of already put me like in a, uh, combative mood, if you will. Uh, and then today scrolling on Twitter, a gentleman by the name of Alex Hale, Swaggin, Swaggin Shades, is his at handle. I love handles. <laughs> <laughs> now, real, real side, side story real quick. If any of y'all are out there and you are sending emails to coaches, like college coaches, maybe you're sending an email to Coach Burns, right, trying to get on his team, make sure you check what your email is. Because I remember coaching and recruiting, getting some wild email addresses. I shit you not. I have an eighth grader that his email is like Dragon Slayer sixty nine four twenty. That's sick. I'd keep that. I'd recruit that kid. That's just sick. I was like, absolutely. What are we doing, cut? Dragon Slayer. <laughs> um. So Swag and Shades, uh, put out a poll. That said, how many times would your teammates have to get drilled for you to tone down your bat flip slash double celebration? Um, I answered with screw them, who cares? Uh, which apparently was not the answer this gentleman was looking for. Uh, but I essentially tweeted, I said, hit by pitches equals base runners, which turns into more bat flip and RBIs. Your response was saying, say one of the guys they hit breaks his hand and is out for the rest of the year. Then guys are starting to miss games. Easy to say when it's not happening. I responded with, pick and choosing specific situations will always lead to biased results. What if the other team's player starts getting tossed for intentionally hitting uh, other players? I would essentially have a combo with the other team's coach for having soft players. He came back with saying, I mean, this is why Manny Machado toned it down with his teammates at Baltimore starting to get hit. So explaining how... It actually works versus saying yay more base runners. Just sounds like in your scenario, guys throw 60 to 72. Let me stop you right there. The Manny Machado comments bullshit. He's getting thrown out because he's fucking spiking players. I was gonna say, he's getting, he's getting his loads made. He's that lips because he's a fucking dirty player. But continue. Very true. And what you will find is every one of this man's examples is bullshit. So I'm glad you pointed that out. Um, I was not quick enough to point that one out, but I, I think I'll go back now and I'll point that back out. I think he also answers it's the reason why that's a dumb tweet in the first place. It's just like, well, it's not happening. So how do you... Exactly, it's not happening. So like, what are we talking about? <laughs> um, I responded with, has anyone told Jazz Chisholm, D1 teams, NAIA, or shoot even Ricky Henderson? Have you ever seen the Japanese league or Mexican leagues where guys are bat flipping the bats out of the camera angle? This idea of showing emotion isn't new and shouldn't be looked down upon to save the feelings of the pitchers who suck. He responded with, let's see, this bad boy up. He said, Jazz Chisholm hit 14 home runs last year. I'm not sure if he's a great example for you. And then I responded back with a link to uh, MLB's best bat flips of 2022 and said, I don't think guys are throwing uh, 68 to 72 here. 
And then I also did another one with Ricky Henderson uh, showing his bat flips. Um, he responded with, the first example is just a simple bat flip. Most of them are under, uh, understated. Not sure what your point is. Big moments? Sure. But there would be a lot more than 40 if you weren't... Uh, there would be a lot more than 40 if what you're saying was correct. So there are only 40 bat flips in the video. Now, I don't know if he understand what best bat flips means versus total bat flips, but I think there are more than 40 bat flips through 162 games with 30 teams playing. Um, I also brought up the idea of, uh, who was it? Babe Ruth. So let's see here. Is it, where is it? Where is my Babe Ruth comment? Great, great radio right now. <laughs> Burns, what's your take on bat flips? You got a team bat flip rule or something? Um, first, or, hey, dude, if you get one, let's go. <laughs> first off, like we play, we play wood bat up here. Like we don't use so like realistically, like I think we had like my summer team. I think we had like 10, 10 home runs total. Um, there's not not a ton of home runs, but look, man, if I think there's definitely a time or place. Also, there's this notion that like the Jose Bautista bat flip just like started this bat flip thing. I feel like bat flips have been a thing forever. People have been bat flipping all the time. Now, have they? Have there been bigger and more outrageous ones since then? Absolutely. Um, I think there's just a time and place. Like, man, the big big spots, emotions take over. Who gives a fuck? Hey, pitcher, don't fucking throw it there. It's the same thing as a pitcher. Getting a big strike out and going, let's fucking go. Same shit. It's the exact same shit. Um, now I will say, if you're hitting fucking 190, you're down 10 to 1 in the seventh inning. Probably not the place to fucking go. Like, I don't know. That's that that might just be me. And I feel like too, I'm on the side of bat bat flips are just such a common thing now. I think it's so pimp to hit a home run in a big spot and just put your bat down and just fucking chug it too. Like, I almost think because of how far we've gone with bat flips, I feel like that's even more of a pimp job now. Just being like, yeah, this is this is a common thing for me. It's not a big deal. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But, I mean, look, just don't don't throw a pitch there if you don't want to get bat flipped on. Crazy, crazy idea. Uh, so I found my tweet, and it, it was the one where I... Uh, put the link of Ricky Henderson pimping a home run. And I said, it seems like it's been in the game for a while. Just some people just can't get over it. One of the most famous plays of all time was Babe Ruth calling a shot. Some, uh, it would seem kind of disrespectful, but that's not very much talked about. His response to the Ricky Henderson and everything else was, uh, that one was just so smooth though. That's Ricky being Ricky. I think it comes down to a time and place and there's a right way and an annoying way. Babe Ruth calling a shot was just iconic because it wasn't friendly. It was an intense situation. How do you even know that? I even do you know what? Can you tell tell me what game that was? Can you tell me what they were in this? Can you tell me the inning? How can you say that it was an intense situation? No fucking clue. And the firm. Yeah, that's probably a fair point, but that's not the point you made in the first. Uh No, I and I I said that he. 
uh, essentially it's just continuously like moving the the field goal or changing the question with every single tweet that I've made. Um, and I actually call them out on it right here. Um, so I said, your original question was bat flips and double celebrations. Now we're moving the goalposts with saying that that was just a simple bat flip. Uh, you keep making up your own scenarios. And I, I think that's a common thing with somebody when you continuously pr keep bringing up um, examples, like proving them wrong of saying like, well, you know, you're saying this is this brand new thing. Jose Batista started it. Here's a video of Ricky Henderson doing it. Everyone loves Ricky. Ricky's the boat. Ricky's a goat. That's Ricky being Ricky. But you can say that with anybody. Like that can be your your explanation to like anything, right? And uh, let's see here. Last thing that I'll bring up. Let me find it. Let's see here. Oh, uh, this was my response to where you said Jazz Chisholm hit 14 home runs last year. I'm not sure if that's your go-to example. I said Jazz pin, uh, gets his – I don't know if you guys have seen this. Uh, but Jazz Chisholm gets his pimp chops tattooed on him. <laughs> he has like six different pimp jobs just all tattooed all over him. And he has like specific dates of what each one was, the situation, and what happened. Like that's badass to me. Now, now it is badass. But what will not be badass is if, God forbid... He plays horrible and gets to fade really quickly. <laughs> now he's... But here's the thing. Would it, though? Like, I mean, how sick would that be able to be to, like, show off and be like, hey, here is my home run when I was in the MLB on... one of The one that sticks out to me was his first home run on Mother's Day. Like, like those things where it's like... Like, how long is there... Jose Bautista with just, like, 70 tattoos... <laughs> <laughs> like but to me i i feel like that's why like that's why i love the bat flipping is like how much energy effort time and commitment have these guys put in and how long do you know you're going to be there for like we talk about how difficult this game is and so to look back on your career and be like man i wish i would have you know enjoyed the moment a little bit more on this one or i wish i would have watched it go out of the stadium instead of you know, head down sprinting, cause, but I knew it was that, like, I feel like that's what, like, I enjoy the most out of the, the bat flips is, like, you don't know if you're even going to hit another one. Like, I don't know. I like the idea of, like, treating every, like, embracing every home run like it could be your last one. Now, I'm also not saying, like, in Burns' situation that I brought up earlier, like, yeah, don't don't bat flip that. Um, I have, uh, I... I had a story, but I'll bring it up here once I finish uh, the rest of this tweet. I said, Jazz Chisholm gets his pimp jobs tattooed on him. He also is the cover uh, athlete for MLB The Show. It seems to work for him pretty well. Ricky being Ricky is a shitty excuse because you could use that excuse for anyone, and Babes being an intense situation is a shitty excuse. You can make up rules after the fact of why things should work. Um, I remember playing, uh, it was when I was at NSU, um, I had actually gotten Tommy John surgery when I was playing in Canada because I got into a collision when I was at first base where my UCL uh, completely tore on my glove arm, uh, dislocated my elbow, and tore part of my forearm muscle. And so I ended up being out for from like August to February. 
um, trying to rehab and get going. I ended up uh, not being cleared by the doctors yet. I was still hitting because I was like, fuck this, like I'm coming back. Um, and I didn't get to travel for the first two uh, things that we did. Finally got to travel. It was a midweek game. I think we were winning like five to two or five to one or something like that. Um, and my first game back, I ended up hitting a home run. And for me, like that was like a, holy shit, I can still do this. Like that was like a big question for me of like, will I be able, like, do I have to change my swing? Cause the feeling of like getting to there with like full bat speed, like literally months prior to that, I would like, I, I'm not going to like, I was crying in a box one day trying to hit BP because like, I just couldn't like, I literally let go of the bat because my body like wouldn't let me swing. And then to be able to hit a home run, like coming back in my first game, dude, oh, uh-huh. I pimped the shit out of this thing. Like I, I fucking pimped it. I hit it, was jogging down the bases, almost got to first base. I forgot I had to let go of the bat because I was watching it. And I ended up flipping it behind my back. Uh, and the dude after me, the first baseman walked over and grabbed the bat. The dude after me almost got hit uh, because they were all pissy about it. And my coach came running up to me and was like cussing me out of like, you know, you're going to get, you know, our team hurt and we're going to get in a brawl, blah, 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 all this shit. And I was like. And? Big like, moment. Like that. Like he's like, I can't like. I get like, that was big for you, but the other team doesn't know that and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, so like, fuck them. Like I, I don't give a shit. That was huge for me. If they hit the guy behind me, first off, the dude behind me, uh, was like six, one, like two twenty of pure, just that dude would have got fucked. Uh, the next guy on deck was like six, four, six, five. Um, I mean, I'm not a small guy either. We had we got some large human beings on the team. Um, if they really want to go down that route, I don't think that would be the best for them, uh, short term or long term. And so, like, I I honestly don't give a shit. Like, if if the next guy after me gets hit, like, if he gets hit in the head, first off, to take the blame away from the pitcher who is intentionally trying to hurt other players and being able to pass blame onto somebody who is just successful and got excited about it i think that's a weak move i think for the people in if i'm wrong tell me i'm wrong but the same people that are you know big into the mancho uh you know who needs feelings kind of deal the the you know the old white old geezers and shit like that aren't they the same one that are like uh you know feelings don't matter and this and that, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, they're so willing to go like, oh, don't upset the pitcher. Don't hurt their feelings. Uh, you have to act better. Like, how, how come we can't stay consistent with how we go about things? Like, just because, you, you know, the next guy may get hit. I don't know. Talk to the guy on the mound for, one, throwing a shitty enough pitch to get hit out, hit out of the ballpark. Two, don't be a fucking pussy. Man the fuck up. Like, say, all right, you hit one out. Guess what? I'm striking out the next three. What happened to fucking competitiveness where we just allow and give the pitcher a pass to be a fucking pussy? When did that happen? I'll, I'll, uh, 
I'll I'll say, man, like, especially with that, that's just part of the gamesmanship too. And like just you talk about that going back to like like if you if if you well one, I would never hit anybody because one, I threw slow, it wouldn't hurt. So it'd be no fucking But if you did that to me, right there and then it sends a signal to your team that it's like, oh, we got this guy. Next pitch, I'm not hitting him. I'm fucking buzzing a tower though. But that's part of the games and shit. I was just like, don't fucking get comfortable in my box. Like, like, okay, you hit that one, sweet. Like, I'm coming after you guys now. You know what I mean? Holy and that's that, that's and that, that's the point what I'm trying to make though. It's like that's completely fine. That that brings out the competitive juices going. Like that would fire. Like the the thing too is like, don't give me a fucking reason to get jacked up because like you, you hit a home run right there, right, and then right there, like I could be like, oh fuck, you do that. Something in my brain goes and like, fuck you. Like I'm coming after you. You turn. You see red. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and that, that's that was the point I was gonna bring up. Was just like uh, it's part of the gamesmanship. Where like, yeah, if it's super disrespectful and like bros just like running around the bases, like like the dude that did like the Jack Sparrow trot around, like yeah, I, okay. If the pitcher wants to go with the next dude and like put one in his ribs, like I don't think that's a problem. Uh, like either way, but because like that dude, like if you do that, you kind of expect that the next guy's gonna get drilled. Which is fine, but then you, as as the team that bat flips and gets hit, can't be like, "Ball, what the hell? Why do you throw it on our guys?" Like, you just gotta wear it, take your base, and then go punch your teammate when you get back in the dugout for being an idiot. Like, I will, I will, yeah, I I will say like, I got no problem with bat flips. It's just uh, I will say I feel like there's sometimes running around the bases like, okay, you got your bat flip in, you pimped yeah. it. Like get around the base. Yeah, get around the bases. Like there's sometimes like, man, like I'm a big Josh Naylor guy. I think he's a fucking dude. But like that the Rock Me baby one he did in the playoffs, I was like, mm. and like get him around. Like, yeah. Like, yeah, fire up the boys, jack him up, but like, buddy, come on, man. Like you're well fucking around the bases. And, and I think there's that line of where it's been slowly, I think, shifting to be more accepting of it. But like, I mean, I'm a hundred percent with that as well. Like that is too much. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say all bat flips are the best thing in the world. Like, yes, there are crazy ones. Yes, there are ones where I'm looking and I'm like, all right, like, come on. And, like, here's the thing. I think for, you know, last week we went through, uh, you know, my my greatest hits, you know, and shit. Um, I think there were a lot of them where I think I, like – didn't sprint around the bases by like I made a thing like it wasn't Tyrus if you remember Tyrus's first home runs where he literally sprinted the entire bases there were times where like I mean same thing like I hit 17 my second year I didn't bat flip 17 of them maybe five or six of them where it was like oh shit like this is a moment kind of deal where like I know I got that let's take a moment to appreciate it but, like, once you, like, for me, once I touched first, it was like, all right, we're, like, what I've done is done. Let's go through, let's touch home plate so I can get with the boys, and then the next dude can hit another one. Like, there, there is, like, that give and take, and I, I don't want to act like there isn't, you know, something too much. But, like, I, I don't know. Just to, uh, dude, what's, has it's the same thing, like, man, like, every fucking strikeout I wasn't like. Oh, it's like, man, big spots. Yeah, I'm going to get fucking fired up. But, like, just, you know, sometimes motions take place. There's big spots. Fucking 
Just let the boys have fun. God damn it. Couldn't say it better myself. Well, thank you everybody for tuning in uh, to this week's Hit Chat group chat. Uh, we appreciate you guys. And uh, yeah, until next week.